Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Line Outdoors. On the microphone with you this evening, we are in the office again. Uh, we are uh, living out one good day of summer. <laughs> Winter starts again tomorrow. Uh, lasts for a few days, and we'll be back to summer. So it'll it'll come back around as soon as we as soon as we get a chance. But uh, we're gonna have to endure a little hardship of winter once again. Um, hopefully, it uh, doesn't causes too much delay and too many uh too many problems anyhow i want to uh get in here and share something with you this evening yeah there's a scripture out there that is a little confusing at times and and, and it's probably caused uh some of us at least at some different times to have some conversation and part of that scripture says that the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence and the violent have seized it by force that's an interesting thought, and Jesus actually spoke it. So what I want to do is I want to actually do a little, I've done some research, I've done some study on this. Uh, I titled this tonight, Violence and Force, and this is going to come from Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, and I'm going to use the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, uh, just because it's the way it speaks this. In the CSB, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now. The kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence, and the violent have been seizing it by force. Now, that's Jesus speaking. Those are, those are red letters. What does this verse mean? Now, now, many people believe it means that the kingdom is under attack by evil forces or that God is forcefully advancing the kingdom against evil forces. But, but this is really what Jesus meant when he made this statement. The, the time frame, this is something you have to consider, the time frame Jesus gave for this suffering of the kingdom of heaven is very specific and it's very narrow. From the days of John the Baptist until now is what he said. Jesus started his ministry in the days of John the Baptist. So Jesus is talking about the time frame of his own ministry. Furthermore, the kingdom of heaven can refer to Jesus as the fact that he is the king of it. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of heaven. Realizing these things leads us to, under, to understand that Jesus was talking about himself in this. He was talking about the, the persecution he was suffering during his ministry and that he would suffer, culminating in his violent death. So here are some thoughts for you. The pressing multitudes that had followed John actually continued to follow Jesus' ministry. John had a big following. But remember, when, when Jesus comes along, he said, man, I'm not worthy to even tie this dude's sandals. So he passed the baton to Jesus, who was the true Messiah. Now, Luke chapter 5, verse 15, it says, But the news about him spread even more, and large crowds would come together to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. This is after, after John's passed the baton. And in Luke 12, 1, it says, Meanwhile, a crowd of many thousands came together so that they were trampling on one another. He began to say to his disciples first, Be on your guard against the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So in other words, he's already having to do some warnings here, but the crowds are, are literally trampling over themselves just to get near him. This is the, the key to understanding Jesus' statement, that the kingdom of God suffers violence. He's pointing to the large crowds that followed John, and they were now following him. Jesus likens them to an invading army, maybe surrounding a city, trying to capture it. 
from the days of John the Baptist until now, there has been an extraordinary rush of people pressing in from all sides, eager for a blessing. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, figuratively speaking, in that people were so desperate and so hungry to hear the gospel that they resembled an army trying to overtake this city. So they, they, were, they were desperately moving. They were desperately pressing in. They were desperately hungry to hear this, this gospel that was being preached. And the violent take it by force. The people entering the kingdom were not violent literally, but their eagerness to see the coming of the Messiah was so overwhelming that it was as if they were attacking a city and beating down the doors just to get in. Jesus' statement that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence is a graphic picture of the enthusiasm and the excitement generated by John the Baptist and Jesus himself's teachings. People were hungry for the truth, and they would not be kept away. For centuries, God's prophets had predicted the Messiah's coming, and now that the Messiah was here, nothing could hold back the flood of people pressing into the kingdom. They needed to touch it. They needed to see. They needed to hear. They needed to feel. We see now um, some of this fervor in Luke chapter 5, verse 18 through 19, when some men literally tore through a roof to get to Jesus. In that passage of scripture in Luke 5, 18 through 19, it says, Just then some men came carrying on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They tried to bring him in and set him down before him. Since he, they could not find a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, uh, lowered him on the stretcher, through the roof tiles into the middle of the crowd before Jesus. Now there's some desperation. There's some intent. There, there's some, some pressing in. I mean, you know, a lot of us today, if, if, we, if we came against that big crowd, man, we might just go home. <laughs> you know, it's not worth it. It's, it's, it's just not, I don't know, man, it's just this guy talking, you know. I mean, it's, yeah, he's doing some reckless things, but I'm not sure I want to press into this crowd. I'm not sure I want to work that hard to get in there. But look at the desperation that was happening here. These guys tried to get their friend in to see this man who possibly could heal him. They didn't even know for sure. They just heard stories. And they began to be so desperate that when they couldn't press in through the crowd, they found a new way. They got, they got an ingenuitive. <laughs> and they climb up on the roof and they tear the roof tiles out and they lower their friend down right in front of Jesus. You got to see him now, Jesus. He's right there in front of you. And it, what was crazy is you, you know the rest of the story. It, it wasn't the man, the paralyzed man's faith that healed him. It was the, the faith of his friends who just felt if I could just get him to Jesus, he could make him whole. They'd heard the rumors, they'd heard the stories, and they believed that it could work. How about in John chapter 6, verse 15, when a crowd intended to come and make him king by force? Following This is following the feeding of the 5,000 and the fish and the loaves. John chapter 6, verse 14 and 15 says, When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This truly is the prophet who has come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. They were going to forcefully press this in. We should take note of the response of these of these believers here and people's and the people of Jesus' day. We need to be this hungry. We we really desperately need to share their passion. 
that, 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 that what they're seeing and what we're feeling and what we experience today, we need to be hungry and passionate about getting close to Jesus. The, the gift of eternal life is beyond compare. Knowing Christ has come should create desperateness in us and a hunger to be closer to him. There's no place for apathy or ambivalence. No question or doubt should be found in the follower of Jesus Christ. So back to the question. So what did Jesus mean when he said, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent men take it by force? After a lot of in-depth study and a lot of reading other people's ideas and thoughts and and things upon this, I believe the more accurate translation might might look a little more like this. From the days of John the Baptist until now, men are forcefully pressing in to the kingdom of heaven. And eager men pursue it. They grab hold of it and they forcefully claim it. Listen, there's a, there's a, there's a point here that needs to be made. We need to become so desperate to be near Jesus. We need to become so desperate to touch the hem of his garment. We need to be so desperate to feel his presence in our lives that we won't allow anything to stop it, that we'll force our way in, that, that we'll forcefully claim it. We're not going to let anybody push us aside. We're going to push our way through a crowd so that we can lay our hand on Jesus, so that we can feel his touch, so that we can feel his presence. There is an an, an an in-depth desire that must be in the heart of a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, someone who is so consumed by his power, so consumed by his ability to change my life that I press in no matter what. And no matter the excuses that come my way, no matter the distractions that get in, in my path, that I press past those that I keep my eyes on Jesus, that I don't allow myself to look to the left nor the right, that I keep my focus on who the king is and what the king's capable of. We, we see the stories. These people had seen the miraculous works of God right in front of their faces. They were pressing in. They were hungry. Remember the woman with the issue who, who fought her way through the crowd? I, 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 you know, I get this image of she's on her hands and knees. She's, she's crawling through this crowd to try to get near Jesus because she's tried everything else. She's been to all the doctors. They've all told her, sorry, man, there's nothing we can do. And, but she wasn't going to take that because she had heard of the Messiah. She had heard of the healing power. She had heard of the presence of Jesus. And she fought her way through that crowd to just touch the hem of his garment. Just the hem of his garment. I, again, I see this, this woman who, she's an outcast. She, she's, she can't even be in public legally. So she's having to veil herself and hide herself and crawling on her hands and knees. I just get this image of, of her clothing being dirty and maybe her face being, being dirty and, and just unkept, right? But she presses in until all she did was reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' garment. That desperation. And what happened? Jesus immediately said, who touched me? And his disciples were like, well, Lord, there's like hundreds of people touching you. They're pressing in all around you. And he said, no, 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 no. This touch, this touch, I felt my essence leave me. I felt healing leave me. He felt the eagerness. He felt the desperation 
There's something about that that we need to really understand. We have got to become desperate for a move of God on our behalf. We've got to get on our knees. We've got to continue to cry out. Okay, maybe we've cried out for a long time and we haven't seen the answer. Does that stop us from crying out for the Lord to do something on our behalf? Rhonda and I have actually seen the move of God's hand in our life. We've we've experienced it. We've been calling out for something. And I believe yesterday God showed us a yes. I believe yesterday God says, I hear your cry. I believe yesterday that God supplied something to give us a, a hope and, 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 and more of a passion to keep pressing in. I believe that can happen in any given time. Press in. Touch the hem of his garment. Let him feel your desperate need. Let him feel your cry from heaven. And let him come and heal your land. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. It's, try, it's time for us to get a violent nature, and, and a, a desperate nature about us, that we're not going to let the enemy stand in our way any longer. We're going to kick him to the curb, and we're going to press on towards the king, towards the prize, towards the goal that he has for us. Amen? Whew, I could preach for a little bit right there. That was a good word. I hope you understand what's taking place. God is speaking to his people. God is crying out to us, and he's telling us, don't give up. Don't give in. Keep pushing. Keep pressing. There's more. Go deeper. Don't stop. Now you're almost there. I know somebody out there needs to hear that today. Don't stop now. You're almost there. Keep pressing in. It doesn't matter what we see for the outcome. Keep pressing in. The outcome's up to him. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for following along and praying over Rhonda and I. Thank you for your support. You know the drill. If you can support us financially, all of our giving links are on the webpage, www.livinglightoutdoors.com. They're on our Facebook page. You can support us right here on the podcast platform on a monthly fashion. We've got all kinds of ways you can give. You want to support us? Contact us. We'll find a way for you to connect with us. I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> Amen. We know that God is blessing us. We know that God is positioning us. We know that this year is going to be unique. We're going to see the power of God move like we've never seen before. I'm telling you right now, like T.D. Jakes might say, I'll oh, get ready, get ready, get ready, because God is on the move and he's coming after us. Amen. Those who are hungry, those who are desperate, don't get left out. Seek him with everything you have in you. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you for your prayers. We're praying for you right now. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.